Welcome to The Journeyman Cave, a podcast where we meet and chat with some of boxing's more seasoned road warriors, hosted by Mark Shakespeare and Chris Scarf. Welcome back to The Journeyman Cave, everybody. Round 13, and with me as always, my good friend Mr. Mark Shakespeare. How are we doing? All good, as always, mate. Yourself? Oh, I'm always all right, me, mate. Something, and I've said this before, and people are going to get fed up in saying it, but something a bit different today. Who have we got? We've got Mr. Carl Wilde in today, mate. Now, this all come along. I went to the Meadow Hall for a coffee with a good fighter, Commonwealth champion, Cracking fighter, uh, Ross Birkinshaw it was. Right. And we got talking about me doing this show with you. And he said, have you thought about having Carl Wilde on? And it gave me a bit of a thought. I thought, well, that's definitely the side of the away corner, which we'll get into in the episode. Because as we all know, the journeyman are in the away corner. Yeah. But also as well for other people who don't know, you also have what Carl is called in the game, is a gatekeeper. He also in the away corner, but... He's got some ambitions, but he mm. struggles to sell tickets, struggles with sponsors, and it's good to have his first gatekeeper on. Yeah. Yeah, a new term for me. Like you say, it does get mentioned in the episode, and I just found it really interesting that there are these levels of, of you know, I'm not even necessarily, probably shouldn't call him a journeyman, because, again, I don't think he uh, particularly likes that term. As you say, he's, he's, he's a different sort of area of that side of things, shall we say? Yeah, he virtually, well, as a gatekeeper, virtually, he wanted to do stuff in the business. He wanted to go far. He had ambitions. But like we just said earlier, he struggled to sell tickets. So if he wanted to be good and get to that level, he had to go in the away corner into the lion's den and fight all these top fighters. Yeah. What I'm sure he'll speak, I know he speaks about on this episode. There's yeah. some brilliant fighters being in with. Um, and that is the other side of the, the away corner, really, the gatekeeper. And this is his first one. It is. Well, I suppose we may as well get into it. Let's do it. All right, well, welcome everybody. We've got Carl Wilde with us, sat in uh, Rhythm Inc. Studios. Thanks for coming, mate. You're welcome, you're welcome. Sheffield boy. Yes. So you've not come too far. No, no, half an hour, half an hour, not too bad. Born and bred? Born and bred, born and bred. Football yeah. fan, mate. Not a football fan. Not a football fan no, at all. We're, we're going to ask if there were a particular yeah. side at City, but we're not... No, uh... I suppose if I had to pick out, it'd have to be blue and white, just because I'm like, from that Hillsborough yeah, side, but yeah. that's about it. Don't interest me one bit. And <laughs> I prefer just to jump on whoever's winning, so no sort of banter side of it. Yeah, great stuff, uh, man. They're not going with that. Well, like, so I'm glad to everything, obviously, Carl, because to me, at first gatekeeper we've had... Thank you. As you call that. You know a gatekeeper is, Scarfy? I think you should explain. Well... I'll explain for if you want, Carl. A gatekeeper is someone who's a decent fighter, right? And if they want to get to the next level, they've got to get past kids like this guy here. Yeah, yeah Very it. well respected. Yeah. Not a journeyman. Bit of a road warrior, I would think, at times. What yeah. road want you, mate? Absolutely. Um, but definitely a gatekeeper. Yeah, you get past me, you move on to better things, which is not always a nice thing, but I was nice to think that I was that last step before they got to where they wanted to be. So, yeah. Were well, you happy nice. to be called a gatekeeper, mate? More than happy to be called yeah. a gatekeeper. I like that name. Than I a mean, journeyman. Journeyman yeah. to me. Don't really give the. Res- I mean, there might be a lot of people who've been called journeymen, but don't give them the respect that they deserve for what they do. I prefer gatekeeper because 
it's an hard game, it's an hard slug. And to get that reputation as somebody that you need to beat this guy if you are going to be anything in this sport makes me feel good. Yeah, I mean, when we when I, I got you in, Carl, because like I, said, I went to see Ross Birkinshaw and he said, yeah. get Carl Wild. Yeah. And I said, we both said at the same time, but he's not a journeyman. Uh, and so I'm glad you'd have to be called a gatekeeper, mate, because that's where our class you was. So yeah, I'm happy with that. He's not going to crap me for that, mate. So no, 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 question, no. Paul, really. I've learned something new again already. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. So how do you get started then, mate, in boxing? Funny enough, I just said I can't stand football. I started, <laughs> started playing football and it turned out that I weren't any good at it at all. So my, my, my dad's friend, Paul Uckle, his name, Aye. he's dead now. His dad emphysema or something Poor like that. Poor lad. But never mind. And then, uh, so he said, he's too flat-footed, your car. We need to take him to uh, to a boxing and get him on his toes and all that. Lot. So he took me to Glyn Rhodes' in Hillsborough, Sheffield Boxing Centre. And then that was it. I hated football anyway. <laughs> and then it turned out to love boxing, just, yeah. you know, the discipline. That were an hard gym, though, you know what I mean? It was hard, it was tough. And every, but as soon as you walked in, everybody were level. Whether you'd had no fights, one fight, ten fights, whether you're Prince Nazim, Mamed, or you were, I don't know, anybody, you were, you were all treated the same. There were no, no favourites, no, no, no. The only person that mattered were the person who were getting ready for his next fight, whether it be for an area title whether it be his debut, whether it be for a world title, you were all treated the same. That's what I liked yeah, about it. That's it. Good vibes in the gym, mate. It was a successful gym, And it was a it? tough, very, very tough gym. There were a lot of, lot of tough tough characters in there. I mean, from like being 11, 13, 14-year-old, we were sparring with their pros. Hmm. And their pros, I mean, you had like, they're not very well-known fighters probably, but on the circuit at the time they were, you had like Matt Mowat, hmm. Andy Manning, Paul Owen, and they'd get you. And they'd beat you. Yeah. I mean, like, bad, they'd really, they would not held back you know what I mean and you, you were getting out and you wanted to cry but you needed to cry that you'd get some sticks <laughs> or you know 16, 17 year old you, you were getting beat up off these kids and then obviously I was growing up with your likes of John Fuchs who turned out to be a very very good Sheffield fighter very yeah. classy very slick unfortunately he's had to retire due to medical issues Jez Wilson probably one of the hardest hitting middleweights I've ever, ever been at ring Uh Lee Edwards probably yeah. one of the most classy fighters again fantastic jab and we all just used to have a ding-dong all the time. Little Ross, he'd be in it, we, you know, little scrapper, he'd just be at it, hitting everybody as hard as he could, and you thought, oh, he's having one. Yeah. You know, <laughs> you know but you were, you just, you, and we went at it, and it were a tough gym, and it was to the point where, like, if you got dropped with a body shot, you'd just have Glyn's to ring, get up, get up, and he'd be screaming, you think, oh, fuck, I've got to get up. If I don't get up, he's not going to off my case. And, don't make me open that door, that's quitter's door, you don't want to go out of there. I think, oh, here we go. So you get up and get beat up again. You'd be back down again. You get up. And like, it was terrible. Terrible. <laughs> but I think that that's how fighters need to be brought up. Yeah. Because if the gym's not hard, the fight is the hardest thing that you're going to do. So your camp's got to be harder than that. So if Ooh. your training camp's hard, you're going to be successful in the boxing ring, in my opinion. And that's what you mean, uh, if you get in a gym and everyone's equal, yeah, it will run well. And it, it will brutal. Just a brutal gym. But I think that's what gyms need to be because end of the day, boxing is a brutal sport. Yeah. So if you're prepared in a brutal manner in the gym, whereas in like you know you, you are going to get hit, you are going to get in the face, it is going to be like a fight. I've had some sparring sessions. I've also watched sparring sessions and thought, Jesus Christ, I'd pay money to watch that. Yeah, yeah. And then I've watched boxing matches and thought, I've paid money to watch this. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's terrible. Yeah, and it's not as good so, as a spar. Yeah. yeah. So did you watch amateur work, mate? Yeah, I had quite a long amateur career, actually. I, uh, mm. I went amateur around about 12-year-old, I think. That were all the way up to, like, about 16. I joined Army at 16 for a couple of years. That went well. 
Because, yeah, right, well, that went. Because <laughs> because of my, the gym that I'd been brought up in, we were used to, like, shaving each other's eyebrows off and setting people's feet on fire and messing about that. So I, t- <laughs> I took that into the military. I took it into the army, into my training oh, in the right. army. I'm running round at night, shaving people's eyebrows off, setting the feet on fire. <laughs> uh, well done, wild. Yeah, that went well. Where did I, where did I end up? In Glasshouse, <laughs> Colchester, three week rate laugh, military prison. Yeah. Oh, lovely yeah. gal. Cheers, Glenn. That went well. <laughs> so, anyway. Uh, That's yeah. definitely getting put in. Yeah, retired. Uh, re- left army not long after that, about 18. I had a few more amateur fights. I think I knocked up to about 60 or just, I don't know, like regular amateur fights. Like, my amateur career started off terrible, actually. I lost my first seven fights in a row. Mm. But the gym always believed in you. I was losing these fights, but. You know, I went I went getting beat or stopped or badly out like that. But then the thing is, there's watching a fight and seeing, bloody hell, that was a good fight, that buddy lost. And then there's going home and saying, I lost. And then people just think, where does lost? Where does lost? Yeah. Where does lost? Don't want to go with it. You want to go with that? He's no good. Blah blah blah. And the the reality is that actually it's very competitive, and I'm not losing by a lot, or sometimes maybe even nicking it, but not getting it because it's in a way a fight. That it happens at amateur, but yeah. it happens at every level. I mean, even like you know Scott Taylor and that. You know what I mean? It, everyone gets robbed. So I just got robbed a lot more than others, in my opinion. Yeah, I can imagine <laughs> that, mate. Like I said going to pros, 48 fights, mate. Yeah, uh, thank God for BoxRec. I could I researched that. I Did just, you? I forgot how many I had. So well, I'm not uh, the greatest, mate. But I didn't know that. 48. Lost 28, drew five. I mean, five draws, that says a lot on its own. Yeah, you know that I mean? usually means you've got the decision, mate. That's it. A draw away is a win at home kind Correct. of thing. Correct. So, a one fifteen got one glossy knockout and uh, I got stopped. I got. I did get knocked out one time clean, but the rest of them were just stoppages, you know what I mean? Just mm. on your feet things. Yeah, just the one then really, mate, you got... Yeah, which best thing happened to me, to be fair. Yeah, it's sometimes thing with that. That were Eddie really Whitmore. He knocked me out in the first round. I was, uh-huh. I was boxing fantastic for the first... I think it was like two minutes or something like that. I remember uh, thinking, oh my God, this is all right. This kid's supposed to be a flyer. Big knockout puncher. He's not that good. Next thing, I want stool. I thought it would end at first round. I went, Glenn, he's not that good, is he? He went, just sit there. I thought, wait, he's never said that to me before. I think he said, I've had about six or seven fights. And I looked down and I saw oxygen mass swinging. I thought, oh, oh no. Bollocks, <laughs> oh, I've been, oh, anyway, so that was that. That's one you're never going to forget, Pal, is it? Not many. Doctor yeah. had a great laugh. He was going mental at me. I walked in. He says, uh, he says, what happened? I says, no, no, did you get number at boss? He went, this not bloody funny. This not bloody joke. I went, it's not you that's just got a clip, is it? <laughs> I can't believe for end the first yeah. round. Honestly, I thought I was doing right well. But anyway, but it were the best thing that happened because at that time, I was going through a stage where I thought, I'm never going to get stopped. I'm invincible. I might lose, but I don't think I'm going to get knocked out. And when it happened, it made me realise that yeah. this is boxing. This is real. This 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 can happen. So this is like there's a good saying that Glenn's always said. He says like you know you can play football, you can play tennis, you can't play boxing. You've got to be all in. Yeah. You see, hearing right. that's quite scary. No, knowing that you sat down and you don't even know there's an oxygen mask swinging. I mean, yeah. it just it does open your eyes, but it must make you think, God. It's a serious list. You don't know you don't know where you are, you don't know oh, what's yeah. happening. Stops you getting complacent though, doesn't it? Well that's what it was. And it did help me out a lot. Like I said, since that fight I took every single fight that little bit more serious. Just because knowing what could happen. And really, never happened again, did it really? Not in not in not in that way. No. Not in not in that way where I was laid out completely, no. Yeah. No. So I'm just looking at record here, mate. We'll start with your pros here. We've got a double up here with Carl Dilks. 
Yeah, Dilksey. Uh, I, I, I remember uh, the first fight. I thought, she's on his debut, you know. Still giving the respect he deserved yeah, because yeah. obviously that had happened. And I thought, but yeah, he were, he were good. He was he better than me. He beat me. Hands down, beat Only on points, beat me like. But it got rescheduled, I think. I think I boxed him again straight after that. And that fight, I, I knew what we were in for. And and on our, I think he knows as well, I beat him that time. That second time round, I beat him. It was really close, definitely really close. But then it don't really happen since that, after that, and then I ended up seeing him again a lot later on. I had a, I had a double at cruiserweight. Mm. That were a, that were a, something that I, did, I thought I won't be doing again. Brave. Yeah. So I jumped in as his fate at cruiserweight. He's massive. He's put some right weight on. I saw him up way in. I walked over. Hey, how you going? Because you, you, you mates. Yeah. Until that first belt goes. There's no animosity. No one's. You know what I mean? It's, yeah. It's, there's a lot of respect in boxing. So then like. Why are you going, Dilksy? All right, pal, I give him a cuddle and that. I got weighed in. I went home. Next day, saw him. Masks on. You're angry. You, you're thinking, right, I've got to beat yeah. this kid. Walked out first round. He's pushing me about like I were <laughs> just a piece of paper. Right. Oh, he's far too big for me. I've Because I've not grown into that weight. He'd spent some time away growing into it. I just ate a few extra KFCs or something. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's all right. What sort of weight is it? That's 14.4. And I used to, I, my, my, I were a career like heavyweight, 12 stone seven. So I just ballooned up, took that. I probably didn't even make. 13 and a half or something, I don't know. And then uh, I remember after the first song, we might take corner sitting down again with Glenn and I just said, uh, I says, Glenn, this isn't happening again. <laughs> I went, all right, well, go on then, five more rounds, off you go. Oh, six <laughs> rounds then as well. Yeah, mm, I think it were, yeah, yeah. if I remember right. It might have been eight, actually. It might have been one of them stupid master's belts or something like that. I can't remember what it was. A lot of them master's belts are knocking about, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, but they're still, a belt's a belt. I mean, I, I'd have fought anybody for me, for me dad's snake belt if, uh, if it meant winning the belt, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, definitely, mate. That's the way it is. Anybody else around that time, mate, that you fought? There were, there were, there were loads. I mean, I went through a, a, I could go on forever. I mean, my first fight, obviously, that were, that were against a guy called uh, Mark Phillips, journeyman. Again, don't like that word, really, but fighters just get called that. He were, he were good. I remember after my debut, him saying, oh, he's a good fighter, him, blah, 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 he's not bad, yeah. I thought, well, I'll take that. He's been in a few, like, he's, he's giving me some compliments here, that's good. Second fight, I had to have on road, because as it turns out, I, I'm not, I weren't great at selling tickets. So yeah. that's when you become an on-the-road fighter. That's when it turns out that you've got to go the hard route. And it was it were new to me. I were, I were in the back end of Manchester. It was in the hotel. These kids got loads of fans. They're all screaming. And I'm thinking, oh, this isn't, this isn't right, this. Mm. So I lost that one just because I was at my depth, really. They didn't really know what I was going into. Well, Mark Nielsen, that, wasn't it? Mark Nielsen, yeah. Then I had uh, I had a fight back at Grosvenor. The, the, I struggled to get some tickets sold. Sold just about enough. And then, yeah, Phil Calleran. The one and only glossy stoppage that I got. Ah, tell uh, us about that then, mate. He uh, was a, a short kid and I'm quite tall and I remember fighting and we said, we'd been working on this shot, you know, just jab, jab, jab. And as they come in, you just throw a right uppercut and a left up. We called it two shot because it's you're just standard shots that rather than shouting, call, jab, right uppercut, left up. You could just, when you're in, in muscle and bustle and someone just shouts, two shot. I think, right, I know what that means. You know, it, it triggers things off you in your training, what you've been doing. So it worked, it set it up, set it up, great. Step back, right up, cut left up. He didn't go down, but he was dazed to day, right days. He was, his eyeballs, your pupils go all weird and that. And I thought, oh, we're all right. Yeah. The referee stumped it, jumped in and stopped it. First round, I thought, oh, that's all right, isn't it? That's all right. Nice. That never happened again, so <laughs> took that while I had it. Yeah, definitely, mate. And that's when he went on to Dilksy, isn't it, after that? Yeah, yeah. So... Dilksy happened, he happened twice. That were, uh, that were all right, enjoyed that. Rod Anderton, that were, that were uh, at Barnsley, that, actually. What that it? Was, yeah, that were in Barnsley. Oh, that, no, that. then. I had my pants down there, I beat him. 
Yeah. I did, I'll beat him. He had a decent record that time and all, didn't I can't, he? I can't remember, too, I don't think he did, did, went on to do much, but I, I Seven and two. Don't really, yeah. Seven, when he got 40, he was seven wins, two losses and one draw. Well, remember, take it, because this is it, this is when I started, I was slowly starting to begin to realise that this is where my life's going to go. Mm. It's going to go on the road. I might have a, a flashback and get a few tickets sold and have a few home fights, but the majority of my career were going to be spent on the road, so... And I did enjoy it. And not a lot of fights have got the, you know, the guts, really, to go and be an on-the-road fighter. They, they still phone up and he says, oh, such and such, I've got you a fight against, blah, blah, it's, uh, it's in bar. Ooh, ooh, I don't know about that. How much he had? And uh, has he got muscles? And has he got any... You know what I mean? Like, all I ever used to get told where they say, oh, Carl, you've got a fight. Or Glinder phoned me and said, Carl, I've got you a job. Such and such and such. Got into the stage where I said, right, sound how much? And that was it. Get told the money, turn up. I didn't care who they were, what they were doing. And I knew and he knew we were both quite confident in my ability to go in with anybody. Got to that stage where he won't bother who they were. I, I, I could go in with him, I could perform. Got to a good stage where I was starting to like really, really perform well. After Rod Anderson, there was a, a fight against a kickboxing champion. I thought, kickboxing champion, uh, what was his name? Jamie Norkit. Mm. Uh, I forget where that was. Nah, that was away, though. He, and he's always world champion the aces. Boxed the day, start of uh, kickboxing. I thought, yeah, all right. Kickboxing, boxing. It turns out they are two different things. You were absolutely terrible. Yeah. So I was thankful for, thankful for that. You were, weren't that clever. Well, luckily, he got win, mate. He didn't get wrong. Got win, yeah, yeah, yeah. Got win, yeah. I put him down, actually. I think in third round. That Did was you? my thing. I could punch. I was forward. He's a yeah. puncher, but. When I punched him, they did, used to go down, but then just get up and be right angry about it. And, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? And just lie down in the mate for you, unfortunately. No, yeah, they didn't just lay down. You used to get back up and be right angry and come out swinging a foot. Oh, I don't need this. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, we went on. Uh, I had another fight in Leeds. That was against Danny Thornton. I think he's a successful uh, amateur boxing coach. Now. Yeah. He's doing all right. But I beat him and all. Did you? I, I definitely beat him. I got a Mickey Vanwick referee. It was like a, a, you know, like a exhibition, not an exhibition, a dinner show. They had yeah. two celebrities there and that, a Mickey Vanwick referee. And, Let's get in all that lot. And, uh, yeah. But yeah, I beat him and he kept hitting me at stones in my, in my, in my knackers. Did he? Ah, and, he, and, and the referee went picking up. So after he did it about two or three times. Right? And you know when you just said things out loud and you think, oh shit, I said that. I pushed him off and said, ref, he keeps hitting me at taters. <laughs> I said it very loud. And I remember after the fight, Gringo went, why did you say, oh, I don't know, it just come out, I wish I didn't say it, but I did. A nice posh dinner do when I comes out with that. Eh? Unretractable statement, it's in there, everyone's heard it, I can't go about it. Mm-hmm. And another going lead, uh, I, remember, I remember watching this guy years ago, he boxed uh, a boxer guy called uh, Jason Barker. He went on to be Scottish champion, I think, a few years ago. Yeah, I know Jason Barker. Mm. I remember watching his fight. I forget what it was. Erin Erifford, I think it was. Something like that. Mm. And Jay sparked him. I don't know what round it was, but it was early on. He was a good, good fighter, Jay. He had a yeah. good right hand. But anyway, he knocked this kid out. And then I got a fight against uh, Clint Johnson. Yeah. Many, many years on. So I'm thinking he must be about 108 now. <laughs> anyway, uh, his name, Clint the Body Johnson. The body, who calls to send the body? Anyway, we gets there, gets weird in, I get on. Little white kid, you know, got T-shirt tan from working on bins all that yeah. time and that, look a great idiot. Next thing he turns up, takes his top off, oh my God, the body. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ, he had muscles on, I'm thinking he had muscles coming out of his ears, I'm thinking, oh my God, he's massive, I can't remember him being that big. Gets in ring, starts fighting, and our Lord's better, our just better. So I was thankful for that. But before, well, before the fight even started, Glyn's inside of me. He goes, uh, 
Right then, he's, he's rubbing back at me now. His thing used to rub back at your neck. Do you know what I mean? You thought, oh, that's right, that's right. She says, you all right? I says, yeah. Says, are you scared? I says, no. Of course I'm not. <laughs> he went, I would be. And then jumped out. <laughs> and then jumped out. <laughs> I would be. I thought, oh, here we go. Mr. Rhodes. So anyway, but anyway, the fight went great, and, then, and I beat him quite comfortably. He kept holding me a lot, trying to pull my shoulder all the time. Anyway, last round, I'm all over him. His, I remember his missus, drunk as old, jumps up. She's got her handbag in her hand. She's going, Clint, effing, kill him. <laughs> I was more scared of her. I was <laughs> more scared of her than I were of him. Honestly, she was frightening. <laughs> so, yeah, so Mrs. that was... Mrs Johnson, one to look out for then. Yeah, yeah. But, well, I think I, he's got to be retired now, surely. He's got to be. Yeah, so then it on from, just, things just went on from then. Like, I was gathering a bit of, a bit of moment, momentum or picking up a bit of money and... We weren't saving up and that. I was thinking, wait, this is all right. I'll spend this and then go for me, get me another job. And you don't think like that, do you know? You just, when yeah. money's coming in, you think, oh, it's coming in, it's coming in, it's all right. So I'll just go out, oh, yeah, Carl, we're going on holiday, yeah. Oh, yeah, of course I am, I'm all in, yeah. Let's do it. Oh, Carl, we're going out this weekend, yeah, of course I am. Oh, no, I can't this weekend. I've got a fight in two weeks, so I better start doing a bit of training and that. You, you get into that rhythm, you know what I mean? You never, you never lose your fitness or your shape or really gain weight because you're always training, you're always in the gym because you know you've always got to be ready. For when that phone goes, yeah. to take that job at the drop of an app because that's just what you are. You haven't got six weeks, eight weeks, ten weeks to train for a for a fight. You know what I mean? I love that though, mate. I think it's great when you know you take them, take them at short notice. And, yeah, and you know what I mean. So you have a lot of respect. I said there's a few fights that I've took at short notice, turned up, boxed out my skin, and picked up a win or, or a nice little draw. Yeah. You know what I mean? It, it's all right. It makes you feel good. Of course it does. Went on to fight uh, another big lad, Scott Brooks. I think he died not long after a 40 match. I think he got hit by a taxi. Oh, dear. In Rotherham, uh, I remember getting a phone call from paper and that. Just oh, no. Didn't really know much about him, to be fair. But I lost that one. Again, he was a big lad. I'd put a bit of weight on. Too big for me. Yeah, I'm just looking at that match. After you fought Clint Johnson, like it says, I don't know if they were the short notice or not, but you've got Brooks there, obviously. Yeah. Rest in peace, poor lad. And then he had a 3 and 0 record at the time. Yeah. And then for another lad here, Tony Salem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was 6-0 and at the time as well. So, you what, know, you were taking him. What happened with that is, is like I got a, a, a call from uh, Frank Maloney before he were Kelly, before he were a sheep. <laughs> and he just said, uh, we, need a, we need an in-between fight for Tony Salem. Uh, we'll call, come, and will he take, take a loss? And that thing happens in boxing. People don't know these things, you know what I mean? They think, oh, boxing's boxing, the game. but sometimes you get prepped and you t- told you, you know, I don't want you to try to hard in this fight. Remember referee saying, you two, are, you know, come on, put some effort in, because we both didn't really know what to do. We knew yeah. he was only 6-0, I were only whatever and whatever I were, and, and then I thought, I've never done this before, and I felt sick. Most disgusting thing I've ever done, and I never did it again after that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I picked up the money. Worst, dirtiest money I've ever touched in my hand. I didn't like it, and I never did it after. And then I started getting... Uh, Back into the gym, and I think I got a bit of momentum again. I sold a few more tickets because people were saying, oh, we haven't watched you for a bit. Got a fight. I think it was at Sheffield United's training ground. Oh, right. At Fairzill. Mm. That was against James Tucker. First of many. I saw him a few <laughs> too many times and all. But, yeah, I beat him quite convincingly. I think it was Dave Caldwell's lad him at the time. Right. Beat him quite convincingly. After that fight, the dreaded uh, knockout came that I'm... You know, I wish the internet weren't invented at that time, i tell you that now. Yeah. Mm. Bleeding YouTube killed me. Straight away, everyone knows, don't they? It's, it's, on, it? it's, find that, it's always there, isn't it? Straight it's always away. there. It's never going to go. I think, why ain't anybody got any of my good fights on? <laughs> you know what I mean? But the one where I get absolutely splattered and ropes holding up and he's still pinging away, I'm thinking, oh, it's, 
Well, anyway, that happened. It was the best thing that ever happened to me in my career, that. Because at the time, I was starting to think I'm invincible. I'm not going to get knocked out. I'm not going to get beat. I'm not going to get hurt. And then that happens. I remember fighting, boxing away. I'm thinking, I'm doing fantastic. Next thing you wake up on a stool with your oxygen mask on. Yeah. And you're thinking, how's oh, this happened now? I forgot here. Yeah. That sent me depressed. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I can understand why that is, though, mate. Do you know what yeah. I mean? It's a, it's a tough sport. It's a lonely sport, in it? End of the day. And then, obviously, because of the internet, you get people then giving you uh, a bit of steak and saying, oh, yeah. you got knocked out, blah, blah, blah. I'm thinking, come on, grow up. A professional athlete has knocked out another professional athlete. What do you want from me? Mm, yeah. You know what I mean? It's boxing. You know what I mean? You, you get in a shower, you're going to get wet. Mm. You get in a boxing, you're going to get hit. Exactly. Yeah, definitely. You know yeah. what I mean? It's just how it is, isn't it? A friend of mine, Lee Edwards, he got a, a Masters title against uh, Alex Matvienko. I bump into Alex Matvienko a bit later on in my career, mm. but we'll uh, we'll get to that. He's not. I don't fight him. I fight a kid of his. Right. He's quite respectful to me, actually. He's quite Good. nice. But Lee Lee schools this kid, beats him easily, and I fight a young Martin Murray. Yes. And I'm out of shape. I'm bulging my head off because I've just been KO'd. Get the. Uh, I don't perform well at all. I mean, I, I didn't know Martin Murray. Nobody knew who Martin Murray were at the time. Yeah. And he weren't, at the time, he weren't no special. Mm. You know, he weren't, I've, no, I'd not ever seen before. I just went there, glim fruit towel in that with that. Again, I took another big down, a big depressed, thinking, you know, what am I doing? Should I just go, oh, I don't know. And then. What do you think to Murray ain't ring with him? No, there were no, really. It was a long time ago, and there were no. I mean, he, he looked a good, strong, solid kid. I mean, this up at light heavyweight, and, you know, he, yeah. he, he ended up campaign, campaigning at, like, super middle, in he, middleweight. Mm. So maybe he, he would just find his feet himself, but never, ever taking note away from what he's done. He's achieved a lot, Oh, he? most certainly. Very, very should good. Should have fight. had a world title, really, Absolutely. shouldn't he? Absolutely, yeah, without a doubt. Very tough, and he did go yeah. off, go off in a, a good, good, good spell of fight, a good round. He round-up. did, didn't he? Yeah. So then I went away, gathered myself together, met good old faithful Tucker again. <laughs> I'm pretty sick of seeing Lee and all that. Oh, though. Jesus. Do you know what? Love that kid to bits. Is he a good lad? Great good lad. Great quiet. Great nice kid. And he had, he had, he had a, I think it was a Masters title fight in Doncaster against a kid from our gym. He was a teacher. I can't remember his bleeding name now. And obviously, he was supposed to just walk straight through James. Yeah. Uh, I can't remember his name. And he was at my gym. So, anyway, he, he fought James. And James beat him. Ah. He stopped him. And I thought, you know what? I would never have been so happy to see that happen. Because I thought, you know what? I've beat him and everyone's beat him, blah, blah, blah. He's had a rough end at stake. And now he gets to retire or leave boxing with something to hang above his fire. Yeah. An ice belt that's the Brilliant. That says that, you know what? He did a bit. He was all right. Where's he from, Tucker? Do we know? Donny. Is he a Donny lad? Yeah. Because I won't mind him on, you know, Tucker. I'd love to have Tucker on. Yeah, right, nice kid, right, nice kid. I didn't really get much sort of chat out of him, mm. but I never really sat down and talked with him that much, yeah. you know what I mean? It was just a yeah. little pal. He's one I have looked for, and I thought you were around this area. Mm. I'll have to want him. If you're not on Facebook, I'm finished. I don't know, I don't know who he is. <laughs> That's as far as I go with social media. If you hear this, James, we'll get you on Tucker, lad. Yeah, 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 yeah. Get, get in touch, James. You, you, you've, you've got some stories to tell. I about. bet he has. And then... Uh, we again managed to get back on an own show. I boxed a kid, a, a kid called um, Ali Morrison, Southpaw. Give him a right whooping. I think we got a draw. Yeah. And I was disgusted because it were an home show and I'm getting rough in the stick. You know what I mean? I'm thinking I should be getting that nod if it were close. And it were a tear up. But it were, it were Carl Ince's lad. I don't know where he's got lads from these days. But um, 
he wore his own gloves this this Ali Morrison. Right. Yeah. Ah. You know what I mean? And it were after the fight. I didn't know any difference. He went whacking me all over. I didn't realise. But Glyn noticed after my training. He said, hold on a minute. There's his own gloves, them. I think they were Cleto Rays and he got, they look like bag gloves. Yeah. You know? So he'd obviously knocked all the stuffing out of them. So, <laughs> so then he knocked stuffing out of me with him. And then, uh, so yeah, so they had a big row about that. He said, wait. And the call in is kicking off and he had to go in front of the board. And he, he's like, wait, it says 10 ounce on him. Wait, wait, it says PG, PG tips on buses. Don't you get a cup of tea on here, does it? <laughs> Correct. That's a sneaky one, that, isn't it? So anyway, that got put to bed. You know, He got put in front of the board, uh, Carlins, and he got uh, a £1,000 fine. I weren't there, but Glyn said he were absolutely furious. <laughs> but come on, that's someone's life, that, isn't it? You know what I mean? That, yeah, that, definitely. You know I mean, that, that's, you don't need to do all that. No. Went on again. I had a few trips to Bolton Arena, boxed a few kids there. I think, I think I might have boxed Dilksy there once, actually. Mm. And I fought another man, uh, I think he's a Manchester lad, uh, Joey Ainscore. Yeah. He, he were up and coming. I got a draw against him and all. Should have never been a draw. Beat him. You got two draws in a row, didn't you? And you know what? They were both decent records at the time, weren't they? Yeah, they were both. Do you good, know what I mean? They were up and coming kids. and 2 and 0 and 6 and 2. My opinion, I, I beat them both. Yeah. You know, and one of them were, were away. Were, uh, but, you know. Things happen. Another story. Another, another, another arena ticked off. I think I boxed in every big arena all over bleeding England. To be honest with you, no, Echo. That's Wembley. something to be proud of, though, mate. Yeah, yeah, it really yeah, is. Yeah. Any yeah. Uh, favourite venues? Favourite. Do you know what? They're both not here anymore. Grosvenor, uh-huh. in in uh, in Sheffield. Yeah. I loved it. Right close. Right. Intimate. You know, intimate, loud. You could hear everybody. You could hear. You could hear every every punch. Smack it at Echo around and. I like them. You know these big arenas, you, you kind of lose a bit because they're that big. You lose a bit of feeling. Unless they're absolutely pumping like, like they will be later on for, uh, you know, for Yusik and, yeah, and, and, and Joshua. But then, uh, yeah, another one that I met a few times, Bamboola, Michael Bamboola. What a name. Yeah. <laughs> what a name. Forgive my swearing, but I ended up calling him Michael Bambastard. <laughs> and why was that then? He would not go away. And he beat me once and all, and then got found out not long after that he'd been taking steroids. Oh. for a, That was for a, a master's belt or something like that. But anyway, so then I'm starting to get into contention. People are starting to realise, because I'm, I'm picking up decent wins, you know yeah. what I mean? I'm getting or decent draws and mm. being in a lot of decent fights. And then a kid called Darren Stubbs, he was a good fighter from Manchester, Oldham. I fought him in Oldham. That was my first area title fight. Right. Oh, my God, I wanted it so bad. My friend, uh, John Fuchs, he, he'd won it, and I'd seen it, and I thought, I want that belt. I want that. Just, I just want that belt so bad. Just, it's the first one I'm going to box for, and I want it. So I trained, I trained, and trained, and trained. So I, I had a bit of notice for this one, which was, which was different. It makes a me. massive difference. It was my first 10-round fight. Did a bit of training with Clinton Woods at the time. I think he passed for our gym. He did a bit down there. Mm. Remember talking to him and saying, Clinton says, you get a bit worried in that. I says, I says, I says, this is my first 10 round fight at this. What do I do? Do I save a bit? Do I take foot off at gas or do I, what do I do? He says, if you've trained hard enough, do not save anything. Take every round as if it's your last because if you've trained hard enough, it'll be there at the end no matter what. Yeah. yeah. That was the best, best advice I ever got, Gid. That is good advice. That best advice it? ever. Don't have a round off. Don't even think about having a round off. Just keep going. Because if you train and put it in, there's plenty of gas in the tank. You'll be all right. Turned out you were right. And me and Darren, we had, we had a right scrap. A right good fight. I'll be honest, I genuinely thought I'd won it. I thought I'd got it. I thought I'd nicked it on points and I were heartbroken after. 
That's how I remember. I remember going to the toilet after and I, ooh, and I was crying my eyes out, wrinkling my knees, cuddling me. That made me cry more. <laughs> oh, God. As soon as someone shows you a bit of affection, that's it, you just go worse, don't you? Yeah. I'm bawling my eyes out. And then I just realised that, you know what? You're never going to get out away from home. It's just, it's just one of them things. You're never going to happen, Just take it, it on the chin and that's it. Just, just crack on, get on with it. How old you have been at that time? I were only young, you know. I can't really remember. I can't put an age on. I'd have to, I'd have to go and uh, analyse Boxwick again. But I were only young, early, very early twenties. Did you get early. many people coming over to watch me? I actually or? sold a few tickets yeah. to come and watch me. Yeah, and the old lads travelled over. I were right down in dumps. I remember going out. My mum and dad had come over. They were all like, "Listen, lads, you did." That. My dad never, never gave me any praise. He was one of them right old fashioned. Never, you did all right. I thought I'd done it. But they even said in here that they won't get that decision there. I thought, wait, all right, whatever. Sounds like my father, that, doesn't it? Says, uh, <laughs> say, says, no. So then he's like, when he's going out, oh, I'm saying, no, I says, I've got right face. And all the lads are ringing me, come on, get out, we're good. He went, you better get your heart. Anyway, a good heart. And I took some right body shots. I walked up to the pub, Fairwood Local. I had two pints. I thought, oh, I think I need a trump. Well, followed through dinner. Oh, legged it down to my house. My mum and dad's house was just around the corner. I legged it down there. I jumped straight in the shower, changed my, changed my jeans and went back up to Lubbock. Where, where have you been? Says, oh, I've just been on the phone. <laughs> <laughs> Quickest change in history. Oh, oh honestly, we're ready. Fortunately, you went too far away. Oh, yeah, honestly, definitely. Well, not me dad to walk too far to a pub. I think that's why he bought a house. It's <laughs> not a bad idea. Sounds like me, that's yeah. perfect. I've got a local literally around the corner. So, right. Brilliant. Anyway, so that happened, I was devastated. I got, I gathered some more uh, tickets, sold some tickets, and uh, fought a kid called Jamie Ambler. Mm. Now this kid, again journeyman, but he was good, and he uh, he fought a mate of mine. He fought Jez Wilson. So I thought, wait, sorry, I can ask Jez about him. So I goes, uh, Jez, do you remember Jamie Ambler? Out of bar, he said. I says, can you punch her out? He went, no, not no, no, liar. <laughs> Liar! I got out after the fight. I says, Why did you tell me that he couldn't punch you? He took my ear off. He says, Well, I just didn't want to worry you. I says, I'd rather have known. What I mean? I think he hit me with a right, right uppercut or something in the second round. Oh my God. Uh, you know, when you get that ping and you can see stars going like that. And I remember thinking, Jez, Jez has done me here. Anyway, yeah, most certainly had done him. Yeah. Got through it, won that one, we were all right. And then, uh, and then again, off we went again on road, Manchester. Good day, this right funny day. We were a good fighter down there, a gun sparring partner, Billy Boyle. Yeah, big Wednesday eye, very good. He, he did well in. What was that tournament? He used to have prize fighter. Prize fighter. He did fantastic in that. He went out in first round, but then he lost to Tony. Okay. 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 That was good. Him. That one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He lost to him, and he went on to win it. And mm. the fight that them two had should have actually been probably the final because it was a good fight and only yeah. had a rating done anyway. So Burley gets a phone call. He's boxing a kid in Manchester at Reebok in daytime, Sunday afternoon. I've got dog end at stake. I'm boxing at night time at, uh, at an evening show. Mm. So anyway, so we all goes together. I goes here, watches, watches Billy box this American kid, supposed to be right good, blah, blah, blah. Billy gets in, does his thing, absolutely levers this kid all over. He was toilet. He weren't very good at all. Right. Billy gets out, walks straight up to me, goes, he weren't very good, were he? I thought, oh, no, what sound? I, said, I, hope I'm, I hope man's like that later on. No, that didn't happen, did it? I, I, watched, <laughs> I, watched, I watched a kid called Paul Morris. 
He was a great unit and a great handful. I, I, I give him a great whooping, like, yeah. I, and in my opinion, I won that one, but I got a draw. But yeah, Paul Morris, uh, and, and I had a rate on nights. I remember watching darts at the time. I don't even like darts. And I remember drifting off, thinking that twat building area will be in a pub somewhere, bosing his head off, loving life. I'm laid on here watching darts while crowds all here screaming their head off, waiting yeah. for you to whack them and get slaughtered. <laughs> yeah. So, that was a tough kid then, my Morris. He were oh, a tough kid. We, we just, we just, I just did what I did. He was tall. I like him tall, me. Yeah. Head on chest, just punch away. I don't like him short. That one's always caught me out, little ones. Mm. Never liked them. I always preferred being the, the shorter guy. Yeah. But because, you know, you, you can punch up and slip it and sit on it and all that stuff. And it always suited me. I always did better against taller opponents. But he was 6'2". I'm 6'2". Yeah. So it's tough to find anybody taller than me at my way. I wasn't going to say no, but I thought... Yeah, there were a couple of 6'2s couple of that were even to me, a couple of 6'4s. And they were always my better, they made better fights. I always did better with them, mm. you know. And then, um, yeah, I think I had another another uh, a shot with Bambula then, but it, that's when it all come out. He was on steroids. He, he mm. beat Tony Jeffries, but then it come out that he was on on steroids or something. Like that. He, he did well against somebody I don't know, something stupid. And then uh, off I went back on the road again. After that, I was off down to uh, London. Right. Lee Edwards, he come down to watch me, and all he, he had some business down there or something. I don't yeah, know, he come down. Many the Emperor Edwards, it were. Right name. Many the Emperor. <laughs> the Emperor. Yeah. Anyways, ah, I liked it and all. <laughs> <laughs> I, honestly, I've never hit a kid with such a crisp... I brought my hand this fight. It uh-huh. was a crisp right hand. It was an overhand right and it hit him straight on it. And his eye, it was closed almost instantly. I, I won that fight. Yeah. After the fight, he got his arm raised. He put this daft plastic hat on, an Emperor hat. I went, ooh, a nice hat. He went, ooh. I said, you were lucky there, weren't you? No. I just thought, you really were. Come on, just give me a bit of something. Tell me, tell me you know it were close, at least. Yeah. I saw Lee after his, and Lee phoned me, actually, as I was travelling back from that fight with, uh, with Les, and he says, uh, this kid's eyes getting worse as time goes on. I says, yeah. And I didn't have a mark on me. I didn't used to get marked up a lot, me. Mm-hmm. And if I did, I never got down about it, because they know he said, he always just say, you know, they're not cuts and bruises, they're medals. Yeah. And nobody give them you, you earned them. Yeah, correct. So I, I weren't bothered with it, but I, I didn't used to get nicked or cut up very much, if I'm quite honest with you. I was always quite lucky with yeah. that. Kenny Anderson. Yeah. Do you know what? I did exceptionally well this fight. I did really, really well. My mate Jez, he'd boxed prior to me. He, mm-hmm. bo- he got, I think he got, it, it was one of the candidates for the fight at year. He boxed Max Maxwell. Oh my God, did they go at it. I love Maxwell. They went at it and I mean it were ding dong and Jez walked in and I didn't know what to go I think it was a draw I can't remember the result of that fight don't quote me on it but Jez walked in he looked like he'd been battered by about 15 people with baseball bats he were black eyes all that. but it were a right ding dong and it were an even fight so personally Jez probably could have got it it could have gone yeah. either way Max Maxwell walked in not a scratch <laughs> not a scratch I'm thinking yeah, have they both been in the same fight them or what I <laughs> It's just different how people, yeah. some people mark up some, I mean, I weren't much of a marker upper, but Jez, oh my God, he, he, he'd marked up right. You ever spoke to Maxwell? Yeah, I had a little chat with him, not, not a long time, but you know. Because he scares me, I know, You've mentioned him, yeah, you've said yeah, that before. Absolutely petrified, yeah. mate. Uh, yeah. um, That's why I, I want to get him on, just to scare he, me. He's having a good hand to his gym and interview many times. <laughs> but it's about, it's, as we know, it's, it's gaining the money and we can't travel everywhere. Well, after I saw Jez walking, I was scared of him and all. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he just got that him and Jody are only two that do frighten me 
so Jody Mayer. I noticed that, and that's that, sorry if I'm jumping ahead, but that what? Jody McHale. I didn't realise you'd. Uh, I saw that on your. Yeah, yeah, Jody McHale. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> lovely, lovely guy, lovely guy, lovely guy. We had we had a good little scrap, and I remember we were having a go, and he got halfway through fight, and that. I think, I think I think he turned up with like a broken hand or something. Just took fight for a bit of money, and that. I, I didn't know this. I never did hope to him severe like. I remember him holding me one part and going. Hey, that not bad, the or whatever. However, <laughs> he went, "You're not bad, you call that, are you?" I thought, I went, "Cheers, mate." And we carried on having a scrap and that, and it, it was all right. I picked one up, and yeah, happy days. He just did what he did. He did his own thing. So yeah, so I, I've got I've seen Jez walking, and now I've got Kenny Anderson coming up, and it don't know about him. I'd come in right, right heavy anyway. But I did right well. I did really, really, really good. We were having close encounters, and I was coming out better on the on the close. I used to like having a warm me. Ah. I used to like standing here toe to toe and having a bit of that. And, yeah, it went well. Uh, I, I lost, I lost, I got stopped. Something stupid. It was no, I think, uh, to be honest with you, I think sometimes referees looking for an excuse to stop you just so you don't embarrass the kid who's this supposed to be up and coming. I understand yeah. that, yeah. Anyway, we were on Sky Sports. I think we had bitten into you after. And I says, I says, well, listen, I, I, I thought I'd done well. Blah, blah, blah. Kenny's here. He's not happy. He went, hey, listen, if Carl Wilde's not happy about the result of the fight, we can have a talk about it in the car park. I thought, well, here we go. Easy, isn't Scottish job, yeah, you know, he, he, kicking off. You see, mm. I like to, I used to like to watch Kenny fight, but he used to get a lot of. Yeah. He was a bit of a well, easy at Braveheart having a right. Uh, anyway, he, he walked was... off and just said to the reporter, "Just says, I says, well, he's not very sportsman like, is he? I mean, don't get me wrong, the, the guy were good, but I just deserved a bit of credit for what Correct, I did. You, you did, know what I, mean? you did, mate. I did yeah. well. Mm. Not many went toe to toe with Anderson. No, we did, we did all right. Grovesy found that out, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did all right. So anyway. Moved on from there. Met old Doobie Woobie Woobie Woobie. What a guy. What a guy. He, uh, my mate Fuki always says, he says he's, he's my favourite fighter ever. And, he was just, and this is when I'm, I'm getting warmed up to fight the kids going, Doobie Woobie Woobie Woobie. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? We saw him at Metrodome, didn't we? We did. We yeah. did. Uh, yeah, so, yeah, good, good lad, Elvis. Uh, had four fights for him. I can't remember how they all went. I think they were a win, a loss, a, a draw, a, a win. Either way, he always always game, always fit, and he give everybody an hard night. You know what I mean? He, yeah, he gets a lot of bit of a bad beef with his record, doesn't he? But it doesn't do him justice. Thing does is, it? again, I think you were like myself. You knew that if you phoned him and you were fighting your kid, you had to tell your lad that listen, you could have an hard night, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. get ready. It could yeah. go either way. But then uh, I got a fight. <laughs> this is funny. This I went away fighter and I was boxing in Sheffield. Lovely. Eh? Doesn't make sense, well, does it? Sheffield. Oh, boxing a kid from Wales. Oh. This was at Ponds Forge. Uh-huh. And I went away corner and I got rough in it. I got a draw. Justin knew his name. Yep. Nice kid, lovely kid. I think he fancied my missus at the time. Did <laughs> he? Yeah. Well. Get it. I remember uh, walking down to his going and checking that after the fight this and he's he just, just staring. I'm thinking, oh my God, she's going to go off with him. <laughs> <laughs> he's... he's you know, he's just got a, he's up and coming kid. Those dulcet Welsh tones, yeah. Oh, that's ah, it, trying yeah. to charm me. They're like, but how's it going? I was all <laughs> right. So, well, I, hang on. So, why were you away? I don't understand why he was. Just the because fighter. he was a ticket seller. I think I forget if it were a Maloney show or a, or a Warren. Show. I can't remember. Come from Wales to Sheffield to do a known bout. This is it. I know, but uh, they'll probably put him in a hotel. He got looked after way in that day. That day before weighing, and uh, all all right, good. I was I really good this night, or particularly I really good. I beat him, and I, I still believe I caught him with a body shot. Yeah. How he didn't go down. Hats off to him, he did right well. And we, we were all going through a stage at the time where Mickey Ward, when he fought... Um, Gatti. Gatti. 
you know that little like tap to Eddie, tap to body. Yeah. We were all doing it in our gym, and it worked a dream in this fight. Members both being up close, and we just it was like tip, 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 tap to head, and then tiny tap left up to Eddie. Hands had come up, and then just whip one into body. Only nailed it, got it. Oh, Eddie, nice. oh, he went, and I thought, oh, this is it. This is, I'm gonna get a breakthrough. It's gonna be good. Anyway, he recovered, and it didn't work out that well. But yeah, uh, again, I, I did really well. I was happy with myself, happy with my performance. I think he ended up getting 15 unit nick actually. Apparently in yeah. Wales you were a leader of a cocaine ring. What is it? <laughs> well, <laughs> good luck. The main thing is though, mate, he didn't nick your last, did he? No, he didn't get a. <laughs> That's all right. I think if she knew you were turning that kind of money off, she'd have probably gone. But well, I don't know. Know. She'd have been on her own for 15, but never mind. <laughs> She'd have some money to spend. <laughs> She'd have probably taken a promotion. Yeah, so that happened. And then I think I had another uh, time we, we Elvis do work. Yeah, you did, mate, yeah. Uh, and then we went on to uh, my second chance at an area title. That was it. James Tucker. Again. Mm. Again. Another well-respected, good fighter. Tough. You know he's going to be there all night. He's not going anywhere. I trained my horse. I remember talking about our last This is a fight that me and her did a lot of training together for, mm. running-wise. And it was through winter. Freezing cold. We used to go running, get back, and legs would be red raw. You know, it talks it with that cold. And running through hail and snow and wind and ice and all that lot. And I remember, remember running, and I'm running up, uh, we call it Dead Man's, it's a, a nil out at Bradfield, it's really steep, and mm. we're running up, and she's feeling really good here because she's not training three times a day like me. <laughs> so she's running up the ceiling, I think it was last week, so, you know, I'm angry, I'm not eating out, I'm tired. Yeah. She's sprinting up, it, running, come on, come on, you can do this, and she's smacking me on the head and smacking me on the shoulder, I'm thinking, oh, I want to bury you. <laughs> you know? <laughs> This is what I'm thinking. She, she don't realise at the time. She doesn't know just how angry I am inside. I'm thinking, yeah. this is fight week, this. <laughs> you're slapping me on the head. I'm going home for two lettuce leaves and a piece of chicken, and you all think this is funny. So, you know, <laughs> I was furious. Anyway, uh, what a fight that were. I, I, I boxed out of my skin. The best boxing performance of my entire career. I think I would have beaten a lot of people that night. Brilliant. I would just, everything switched on. I trained great. Everything was perfect. Got the win, got my beloved belt that I was Love that so belt long. myself. I mentioned title. it a few times. F- first run on, on ladder, you know, great fighters, your Clinton Woodses, and, you know, a lot of very successful fighters. They picked this belt up as the first one before they go on to your English, your British, you know, the old fashioned route. So, yeah. I was proud as punch with that. I was really happy. Made me, made me happy that did. Big highlight then, that, mate, were you? Yeah, yeah, that, that's a book fireplace. That, yeah, yeah. And pictures, so got bandages. I've got something to take away from this, this what I've put myself through for all these years, you know what I mean? And then we had the final, the final with Doobie Woobie Woobie. The last <laughs> fourth, one. Fourth time lucky. Fourth time lucky, got it. Got the win, I think, last round. I remember going out and I was, I'd just come off that great boxing experience we, we took her and I stuck to my boxing a bit more. It seemed to be working. I remember throwing a one-two on him, rattling him, going back to the corner and sitting down and going, listen, you hurt him then, but don't get carried away. Because he knew as well as what I did that Doob could be dangerous. Still, he was a stocky kid. He could punch, mm. you know what I mean? So, anyway, that happened and, uh, yeah, got that win. Then fell back into, you know, your gatekeeper thing, went back on road, got a fight against Courtney Fry. Good what, fighter. What a flyer he were at yeah, the time. good fighter. So, yeah, I did the research and I, and I, I knew who Courtney Fry were, but it were no, it was just one of them fights. I just got through it. It weren't, I was expecting him to be more than what he were. Not, yeah. Again, not taking nothing away from Courtney. Great. But I was happy with myself for being able to compete at this level. Again, you know what I mean? I, I, I was starting to gather a bit of form. I was picking up a lot of L's, 
Mm-hmm. But I was performing very good in these fights against very good opposition. And you're happy with your performances? Oh, yeah, they were getting better and better, yeah. if anything. And then we, we went on to another lad, uh, Doncaster lad. I was defending my area title. I think he was Steffi Bull's fighter at the time. I don't think that's who we retired with. John Antney. Mm. Another one could cause upsets. Could, yeah. You know, big puncher. Could, you know, I remember training for fight and Glenn saying to me, just stay away. From his right hand. What's first fight? Well, first punch he catches me, big right hand. Ding! Don't I know about that? Anyway, relax or fit. I believe that a chin's not a chin. A chin's your fitness. Yeah. If you're fit, I think you can pretty much deal with anything. You can take a shot. You know, Carl Froch, mm-hmm. fittest man ever. What a chin he had. But it's his fitness. I don't think it's whether you've got a weak chin or not. I think it's how you've prepared for the fight. If you've prepared yeah. fight, right for the fight. I think that you can take some, you can take as much hammer as you can yeah. get. You, you were always in shape, Carl, as well, mate. I was always in shape. You had to be. More, you had to be. So then, yeah, good fight, that. I remember, I remember, but Glenn were, uh, he were, he were like, you're away from home, and I don't know, it could go either way. And I thought, well, I'm sure I've just boxed his head off. I'm sure I've done right well here. So, and he's getting me worried. I'm thinking, I'm going to get this. I'm going to lose my belt here. <laughs> so anyway, uh, I get Howard Foster raises my arm. I get Swin. I'm like, go on, get him. I said, told you. So anyway, uh, I get sad. And he goes over to Steffi Bull and Steffi goes, bloody hell, Carl, I thought you'd won that by more. I thought, whose side are these trainers on here? He's <laughs> saying I've lost it and Steffi's saying I've won it easy. You know what I mean? But anyway, I think he was just worried for me because he wanted me, he didn't want me to lose what I, what I loved so much. Yeah, mm. yes. And this, this belt had become a bit of a cash cow for me because like, I'm thinking, wait, wherever I go with this, I'm nailing two grand every time. Yeah. So I thought, I don't want to lose this. It's all right. It's, it's good, good, good to mm. earn it. It's, yeah, it's not yeah. bad. Good fight next, though, on it, mate. A good fight next. Very good fight, Very yeah. Good fighter. This, I think this one were back at Reebok again. Steve Woods' show, I think it were. Luke Blackledge, he mm. were a good fighter. Again, this were a, for some sort of belt. I don't know what it were, a 10 rounder, one of these Masters things, I don't know. But because we knew there were a potential for me to get robbed or lose or whatever, if I, if I made 12 stone 7, I could potentially lose my area title without actually fighting for it. Right. So I ate a cheeseburger on the way down to Wayne. Mm. Just to come in overweight. Yeah. So I intentionally come in overweight just then to, if I'd have won the fight, I wouldn't have won the belt. Yeah. But then I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have lost my area belt at the same time. So I, I weren't bothered about this master thing. I love, I love my belt, my area belt, my, right. my boxing border control belt. I love that one. Yeah. So anyway, we had this fight and it was a really good fight. Again, very close. Could have gone even, even Steve Wood said to me himself, I caught him about three uppercuts in a row once. I loved an uppercut me. That was one of my favorite shots. He looked tall, this guy, so I could, I could land it. And I caught him about three in a row. And Stevie said to me after, he says, when you caught him with them few shots, I thought, I might have picked wrong one here. I said, listen, I'm telling you now, I thought I'd won that. Yeah. But anyway, it, it is what it is, you know. You're a good fighter as well, a black legend. You know? Yeah, good fight. He did some good things. He had some good fights. He won a few in Germany, I thought, or something like that. Yeah, he was a good fighter, mate. And, you know, again, respect to you, mate. Yeah. Pushed him all the way. And then we went on. And, uh, yeah, I met old Jody. Oh, old God. Jody. Scarf, I can't wait to meet Jody. He yeah. was, was supposed Jody to come Mika. a few weeks back, but he, he couldn't make it. But we're, we're definitely getting him back. Good lad. The one man riot. I mean, yeah. you can't like what's not to like about that name. What a name. <laughs> one man riot. Oh, oh, yeah. Turns up turns up to the fight with, a, with an hand that's already damaged. Yeah. Blags his way through medical. Has a fight with me. Tells me halfway through fight that I'm not bad. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> what, what more can you ask for? I pick a win up. He picks his one up and goes back home and that's him. He's, yeah. You know what I mean? Laughing. Good lad. Yeah. Next fight for me is a good one, mate. O'Shea Burton. What a fighter. Yeah. What a fighter. 
Yeah, uh, that's one to have definitely on your record. I'm very happy there. about that fight being on there, and it was a good fight as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ryan Rhodes was commenting commentating on this fight. This was another one in Manchester. I love Manchester, me. We're all right with you. And again, I don't know if Jose had said the same or what, but for me, personally, I think I won this fight. Did you? I think I won this fight. Ryan Rhodes stated on the commentary that he thought I'd done enough, you know, I won this fight. Well, it is, I'm not worried because Jose, nice kid, very respectful, lovely lad. It caught me, not going to lie, probably the biggest, one of the biggest punches I've ever been in with. He hit me with a right hand in the first round and my me, me, me right leg went for a wander round to my left leg. <laughs> and I remember looking down and thinking, why is that leg over there? And I just thought, how am I managed to stay up through this? Yeah. After the first round, I goes back to the corner and Leslie goes to me and says, uh, are you all right? I went, I think so. Give us a drink, we're back on anyway. So anyway, so, but luckily for me, Ozzy's weakness was his fitness and that was my positive that was my strength yeah. mm-hmm. so he started to deteriorate then and started to dwindle and I started to come on stronger push him around bully him after I took that first shot I knew his power and after you, I think sometimes after you've done that if you fight a te- if the fighter you'll vit takes that shot you're in for a long night's work because yeah. they felt it they know it's coming and then they, they kind of just they, they tough it out and that's what I did I remember bullying him about a bit and having anyway I thought I'd won. He got decision. Whatever. I'm, I'm not bothered. Very yeah. nice kid. Happy days. Went on to do a few things as well, did all shit, didn't he? And then we, uh, yeah, won British title. Yeah. But again, I was angry when he lost it to Buglione. Yeah. Because I was fuming. I thought, you fought me. You weren't fit when you fought me and I gave you an, a bad enough time. Yeah. If he were fit when he fought Buglione, he wouldn't have lost it. He no. just seemed to lose it in them championship rounds. Mm. I'm thinking, come on. Do your road work, man. You don't yeah. imagine you watch fights and I think, I know this kid. I've been in with him. I've got a bit of, a bit of passion for him because we've shared a ring together. Yeah. I want him to do well. Next thing, he just blows it all away by getting tired. I thought, oh, come on, Ozzy. And then I saw him a few weeks after at an amateur show, my stepdad, Owen. Owen Durham, next up and coming fighter. Oh, for yeah, we'll keep Very, an eye out for him, yeah, mate. Keep an eye out. So he, he, he boxed at this amateur show in Manchester. He won, did great. You know, proud of him and all that lot. And, and Ozzy were there. And I was on stage and Jose come over. I saw Jose, I started walking over to him and he like started hiding behind bodyguard and that. <laughs> as, if I, as if he was scared of me. You know, just, just a little bit of banter and that. And we had a chat about fire and he says, oh, you were good and that. I says, oh, you were good. I told him about admitting me, me losing my leg and all that lot. And we were just having a laugh together, so. And that's all about though, respect afterwards, yeah. mate. A lot of respect, you know, lot of respect. Most certainly, mate. A lot mate. of respect, yeah, yeah. Very, very, very respectful sport, actually. Another good one next, mate. Good God. Yeah. <laughs> this is what I'm saying. I'm gathering a lot of I'm gathering a lot of L's, but I'm gathering a lot of respect because Most certainly are with these fighters, are really mate. good. Bob Adger's safe. You know what I mean? And the good thing what I took away from this is I did six good rounds with Bob. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and, he, and he were complaining like mad after the fight. I'm a twelve round fighter, I'm this, I'm that. I'm thinking, mate, you know. <laughs> that was, you know what I mean? That was no, it was a breeze. It was not a poor walking park. What it was, I thought, first round, I'm going to go out, I'm just going to stick it on him. I'm just get on his chest because he's slippy, he's all over the place. Yeah. After two rounds, three rounds, that weren't, or whatever, that weren't working. So I thought, you know what, I'm going to go out and try and box this kid. Mm. That worked better. Right. I started frustrating his life out, and he was getting angry or getting mad. I thought, like. so anyway, but I took a bit of credit away from that fight because uh, Bob had just safe. Eddie Whitmore, who knocked me out, mm-hmm. he stopped. Eddie Whitmore. Bob, Bob Adjusev stopped Eddie Whitmore. So I thought that's a little win for me to get to end because, to be fair, Bob Adjusev couldn't break an egg. So I thought, mm. well, he stopped him. All right, he knocked me out. But that, you do you things like yeah. that and you take a little bit of credit away oh, from Oh, yeah, of course you do, mate. So, yeah. 
And then... Uh, oh, God, next one. The big one. It was a biggie, wasn't it, this? I remember this. It was my 40th fight, and we, we called it my 40th birthday present. I don't think you're much of one, though. What a birthday present that were, eh? Oh, Hello, Carl. Where, where is the, 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 our, our, our pestering life at a Warren for this fight at Wembley? And I, it was Warren's matchmaker. I forget his name now. He committed suicide. I don't know his name, though. Mm. Uh, I can't remember his bleeding name, which is bad of me, really. But anyway, so anyway, I'm pestering I'm ringing and ringing and ringing. I wanted Callum Johnson. Mm-hmm. I thought, he's up and coming. Brand new. I've seen him. I can deal with that. I'd like to have a go at that. Anyway, Glyn phones me. Carl, I've got you that fight. I went, go on, get in. He went, uh, oh no, he says, I ain't got you that fight. He says, but I've got you another, I've got you another job. I went, oh, that's how he went. Same show, Enzo Macronelli. I went, oh. Oh, oh, for once in my life. And he go, oh yeah, sound, I'm watching. I went, I went, what? He went, yeah, yeah, you heard me right. I've got you that fight, Enzo. Uh, big Mike, you're on. I went, yeah, sound, right good. Molori, put phone down, shit my pants. Yes. <laughs> Enzo Macronelli. World God. champion, World WBO, champion. yeah. Be, been there, done it, walk t-shirt, you name it. Moved on to light heavyweight because he was chasing a fight with Nathan Cleverly. Yeah. Who, who Billy Boyle fought at one mm-hmm. time. And that's true, he moved on to light heavy to do that, so I would like his first test of fight down at light heavy, I think. Yeah. So anyway, I get to this fight. I goes home, I tells Rebecca. She says, oh yeah, blah, blah, blah. I goes upstairs, so I lay down. You know, gather me for Yeah, definitely. Deal with what I've got to deal with. You think, mate, better get training, blah, blah, blah. Next thing I hear is this scream. She's got iPad out. Carl! I went, Mark! She went, you're not fighting him! <laughs> <laughs> she's only been on YouTube watching him paste everybody he's ever been in with. I thought, here we go, this yeah. is all I need. So she's not believing in me, so I start getting worried in me, and I start, because you do, as a fighter, when you're on your own, you start, your head starts wandering, and you start thinking, oh, what am I doing? Do I deserve to be here? Can I be here? So I phones Glenn. I says, Glenn, I says, listen, I says, he says, Carl, I wouldn't put you in there if I didn't think you should be there. He says, I'll put you in with anybody. I've got all the faith, all that. And that was all I needed. Yeah. yeah. I just needed that little bit of faith, little bit of belief. I went, right, that's it. Put phone down, up away, off for a run. Mm-hmm. And that takes that, you know, yeah. that worry away from you. You need that bit of belief. You know what I mean? She's downstairs screaming her head off saying that I'm not boxing him. I'm thinking, oh my God. And then I start thinking, actually, you know what? This is big. This is big. This is, you know, this is this is a big fight. Anyway, what a gentleman. Yeah. What a gentleman. The nicest guy, probably one of the nicest guys I met in professional boxing. We had a good fight. I'm not going to lie, and I'm sure he'll tell you the same. First four rounds, I was great. Great. I was absolutely... It's funny how you can only find two rounds of this fight on, on, on oh, the really? last two. You can only find last two rounds of this fight on the internet. You can't find the full fight. I even requested the full fight from Frank Warren. Not saying that I embarrassed him, but he even said to me himself after he says, I underestimated who. I said, come out here. <laughs> <laughs> you get a good account here, son, yeah. Uh, he, said, he said, listen, I underestimated you. They even started asking if I'd come down and do some sparring. Right. You know, he was really, really impressed. He, uh, I did great. I remember I was throwing this shot, sit on it, throw a jab, let him throw a jab, slip to me left, left uppercut, right hand. It worked every time for four rounds. And then the championship side room came Yes. Out. Then... He found that gear. That's the difference. Mm, yeah. he, he had that other level. He had that extra gear to win to when he needed it. And I remember him. <laughs> oh my God. He, he, he forced me back onto the horse with, with four shots to my head, left, right, left, right hand. And then because my hands were that high, I was thinking, I don't want another one of them. He swung a left hook in straight to my body. I remember dancing away and then it hit like a delayed reaction. Yeah. Oh, I went down like a sack, straight down. <laughs> I'm there. I'm, I'm thinking, I'm going to die. <laughs> I'm going to die. Referees can't think of what you're counting for. <laughs> get back up. Help me. 
Anyway, then all of a sudden your breath comes back, you can breathe, and I started laughing. Because all I could imagine then were Glyn stood outside going, get up! Back from back, yeah. from back, that's what I'm saying about Jim's being brutal. They've got to be brutal. Yeah. For when this does happen, because one day it's going to happen, and you've got to know how to handle it. Anyway, I get up, I'm thinking, right, what do I do now? I have a run at him, I'm going to get one anyway, or I try and box, which he's going to know that I'm hurt and try and get me again anyway. Yeah. So I thought, right, just going to run at him. So I off, went straight at him. We had another good round, and then I got stopped like 30 seconds away from end. Even That's it, awful, Larry. Yeah. All I wanted was that final bell. Yeah. So even Enzo went to referee, he said, oh, ref. But he called it, and I get it. Mm. But he said after, he said, I deserved that last bell. I did do, I did, I know I was going to lose, but I deserved to be at the final bell. That had just been cherry on cake, you know what I mean? Yeah, there was no need to stop it, was not, there? Not really. I mean, I was, I was taking a few, but no, I'd not took already, so, yeah. you know. But that anyway. proves how much, do you know what I mean, respect they give you. Yeah, to come down and spar in that gym, mate. He did, he did, he did have a lot of respect for me. He said you yeah. underestimated me. And, and that's a big thing to get told from a, a you know, a former cruiserweight world champion, yeah. a guy who was competing at the top end of the sport. For me, who was, you know, a full time bin man and, you know, does this, does this on the side yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, definitely, did you, mate. Did you go down and do any sparring? No. No. It never materialised. Uh, I don't know why. But then, to be fair, me working full time, yeah, I'd have to find time to take off, travel down to Wales, you know, get beat up. I, I would have enjoyed it. It would have been something that I would have appreciated doing. And I, I was grateful for the opportunity, but it never came of it. But I, I got the fight. I got my bit of my bit of gold. I just I just wish I got that that final bell. Yeah, and that's probably. I'm just upset that they stopped it, but never mind. Mm. I got I got enough credit out of that fight. I'm happy with that. Yeah. And then I got to use my uh, my cash cow again, my old area belt, Matty Clarkson. Mm. Do you know what it were? By the time it got to this fight, I'd be—you could see who I'd been fighting. Yeah, I were knackered. Yeah, I mean, and I'm not taking nothing away from Matty. Good fighter, nothing fantastic. I mean, he went on to win British title, or, or did he, or whatever? He wins some sort of tournament. I don't know. He beat me. Yeah, but I, I was—I was—I was done. I, I was tired. I was more than overdue for a rest. So yeah, that was that with that. As it lost uh, lost me belt, I was gutted. No, not bad to say against Mike Clarkson. He beat me fair and square. Lovely kid. Uh, but yeah, that was it. I just thought, oh, gutted about that. Mm. Never, never knocked me duck off as such. I just thought, oh, well, never mind. You know, I've had a good run at it and it's got me some good fights off the back of it. So yeah, I think he, he went on to do all right as well. So it's not so bad when you get beat by a kid and then he goes on to, he goes on to do better things. You know what I mean? I think he got entered into a tournament and I think his final fight was against Bob Adjusif for the British title or, or something like that. I don't know. Yeah. But then I will go to it at the same time because I thought if I'd have won that fight, I'd have been invited into this Channel 5 tournament. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Right. Never mind. It is what it is. And then we went on to... Uh, Dilksy again, didn't we? Dilksy at Cruiserweight. Like I said, ah. I had a bit of time out. Blown up a bit. That was the fight where I, I just... I just thought, this is not for me, this Cruiserweight stuff. I kept dwindling in the heart of it. You know what I mean? It's like... Yeah. I put my toe in. Didn't like it. Stupid enough, go, oh, well, have a good go see what that's like. You know what I mean? <laughs> when are you going to grow up and just realise it's not for you? So there we go, back down, dieting down again, back. Uh, first thought I'd had a bit of a layoff. I think I'd had some operations on my hand that I broke. Yeah. When I fought uh, Emperor Edwards. Ah. Yeah, so I come back, had a fight against uh, Tommy Tatum, got stopped in the second round. I think it was second or one, one of, early on anyway. It was it were a fight. Where this kid was just that pent up. He even told me after the fight, he says, I was scared. As soon as he knew he were fighting me, he said, I was scared. He said, so, which I was proud, I was happy oh, about yeah. that. I was about to say, you got proud on that. Name mate. carries a bit of reputation. 
He says, "Well, frightened, I was scared." First round, they come out like 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 steaming straight, and he's going mad. For, and for, man, this is alright. I'll just cover up, wait till he's knackered, and I'll jump on him. Yeah. Referee jumps in, and just stops it. Like, what, what, what are you doing? What? None of these shots are hitting me. They're all hitting me gloves. You just jumped in and waved it off. Anyway, you can't do it after they've said no. it. So that that really knocked me duck off. Glyn said, "I think he puts me in paper." He said, "Like, listen, that was bad." He says, "Just don't give that any attention. Just get back in, get on with it." So anyway. Back in, Jim. Back down at Light Heavy. Gets a phone call. Got a job. Dudley, Town Hall. Ricky Summers. Mm-hmm. Another good fighter. Yeah, most certainly is. I think this was for his eight-round Masters belts or whatever it was. Like I said, whatever it is, you'd fight for it. Belt's a belt, innit? Yeah, yeah. So, goes down foot weighing. He turns up. He's missus. I think, you know, he's here. Look, she's going to want to kill me and all, just like Clint's bird. <laughs> so, anyway, it, uh, it gets weighed in, drives back home. Goes down for the fight day after. What a fight. It were... Again, I'm going to say it again. I thought I'd won it. Yeah. Uh, and this is probably one of the best shots I've ever thrown in my life. He was the same size as me. I like him like that, you know what I mean? And I'm throwing... It got to about four rounds in. We had, we're having a ding-dong. We're having a, a rate set. So we stood toe-to-toe. We're, no disrespect to him. We're banging each other. We were whacking each other all over. I goes out in fifth, fourth, fourth, whatever. And, oh, that was it. It kept pushing down on me. Pushing down on me back all the time, so I thought, wait, I'll just go down. I'm sick of fighting him back all the time. Referee will give me a ticking off. Okay, hey, I took puts the knee down. Referee gives me a count. I said, what are you doing? Are you blind? He went, oh, don't you shout at me. This is my ring, blah, 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 blah. Give me a telling off. I figured, oh, here we go. I'm up against it here. So I'm a point down now. Yeah. For nothing. I figured, this is out of order. This is an eight round fight. So anyway, it gets to further on it, fight, six, seven, or whatever. Now it goes out, and I'm showing a faint left hand down to the body. I show it to his body. Show it to his body, and then I'm banging him to the body. His lands are coming lower, and then I just threw a feint. And I remember coming out top of your right hand, it was the best right hand I've ever thrown in my life. It's him bang clean on chain. He went stiff, he went stiff, and he grabbed me. And I'm thinking, let go of me, please, just fall over. Let go of me, let go of me, let go of me. And, it, and it, he won't let go of me. And I'm thinking, oh, if he'd let go of me, he'd have gone straight away anyway. I lost five on points, is, is what it is. But then this is where I picked up the tagline gatekeeper. His promoter coming to the changing rooms after with Ricky. Or I went in to see Ricky and shook yeah. his hand and that. He says, I told you. He's here, look. He says, gatekeeper. He says, I told him he had to be ready for you. And I knew this is what you would bring. So I got a lot of credit from that, you know what I mean? He's telling me that he, he knew that I was going to bring a lot yeah. to this. He knew that his fight were in for a bad night's work. And, and I, I like that. Yeah. I, I, enjoy, I enjoy being known for, you know... This is Carl Wilde. If he turns up, you better get ready. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's going to be tough. So, yeah, I enjoyed that and got that tagline gatekeeper, which I, I was proud of that. So I'd lost my area belt, but then along the way, I'd picked up gatekeeper, which made me feel proud of myself. Most certainly should, mate. And then uh, we went on to Dex Spellman, another good fighter. Mm-hmm. He's now... Uh, Still around now, isn't he's he? He's now campaigning at, at Cruiserweight. I've got a lot of history with, with Dex. He beat me until... I'd outgrown weight by this point. I were more than ready to move up to to cruiser, yeah. so I had to do it properly this time. It, it, it was too much. I'd way outgrown it. No, not not taking not away from him. I'd, I'd been like spewing up and being sick, and to make to make weight, it just you turn up on the day, you're drained. You've got no inside you. Anyway, he's blasted me out of the in two rounds, and that was it. That I'd had enough. But then anyway, unfortunately, he went on. I, I had a good friend at the time. Uh, I don't know if you might know him or not, Scott Westcalf. Yeah. Yeah, very sad story. This he was my is, training yeah. partner for like eight eight years. I remember him coming to the gym 
uh, he'd done a bit of unlicensed and I, and he were my weight. So I've got to beam my bonnet straight away. I'm thinking, who's this kid? My weight, coming in my gym. Uh-huh. Bit of unlicensed boxing, didn't yeah, like it. Yeah. So we're sparring and I'm giving him what for and I'm really going to town. Anyway, he kept coming, kept coming, kept coming, getting better and better and better. Before I knew it, he's my main sparring partner for all my big fights. I'm sparring with this kid because he's that good yeah. and he could whack. And then always said that if me and him went from the same gym, that would have made a fantastic fight. Yeah. Because I'm telling you now, the sparring sessions, that when I was talking to you about paying money for sparring sessions, we used to produce them daily. <laughs> one day it'd be him, one day it'd be me. One, you know what I mean? It was tit for tat all the time. Yeah. But anyway, so he goes on and he, he gets a fight with Deck. I think it was an English title or, or an English title eliminator, one of them. It was in Doncaster, I think. I can't really remember. 24th of February at fight. Yeah. And anyway, so he has this fight with Deck and he, he's amazing. He boxes out of his skin. He puts Deck down, I think, in second round. Deck gets up because he's a tough character. Uh, but at some point in that fight, Scotty's caught one and it's it's made him get a bleed on brain. Yeah. After the fight, Scotty's, Scotty's sat ringside, he's doing an interview. My missus, is, she's, she's texting me saying, listen, he's blinking a lot, like a, a right lot. Stuff that we wouldn't notice, but she's a nurse and she, he was doing it all this and I think, hey, he's all right. He was a bit unsteady on his feet. I remember helping yeah. him down from ring. He's going, yo, yo, yeah, yeah, man, yeah, man, because you're Newcastle. Yeah, yeah, well, I want it. Uh, anyway, gets him back in change rooms, he's laid out, he has to lay down on the floor. And then we got, and then we all start panicking. Mm-hmm. And then we really start panicking. And then they talk about blue lighting him to Sheffield, but they can't blue light him because he's not stable. So they had to try and stabilise him in Doncaster because they could blue light him. Glenn went in, in ambulance with him. I think he died twice in ambulance or something, I don't know. And he gets back to Sheffield. We, this is like four in the morning, this is ridiculous. And then I just remember hearing this horrible scream from his girlfriend, Natalie. <clears throat> Sorry. And she just screams at the top of her lungs, fucking boxing. She just screams it. And I knew. Yeah. I knew. I just knew he'd gone. Yeah. And that was, uh, that was terrible. Well, and he touched a lot of hearts, didn't he, as well? Yeah, definitely. He, he, he was a nice guy. Lovely he? kid. Great chef. Good he won fighter. that fight as well, didn't he? Won that fight. Great fighter. Yeah. So, a lot of love, a lot of respect, and uh, let him rest in peace. Yeah, and thanks for mentioning that, mate. It means a lot. Anyway. <clears throat> let me show you some art. Good lad. <laughs> Things like that get me. No, I'm not surprised, time. mate. Anyway, uh, so... On we go. Mikey Ellison, this is when I was talking about when Lee Edwards boxed uh, Alex Matvienko. Yes. Alex Matvienko then became Mikey Ellison's trainer. And he gets to this fight. I'm in change rooms and I'm, it was in some crappy little warehouse somewhere, I don't know, another Steve Woods show. Yeah. Anyway, so I'm getting changed in, in this change room. I didn't know who it were. This kid walks in. It's, it's this Mikey Ellison. I didn't know what time. Comes in, he goes, Oi. What you doing here? This is my house. So I'm thinking, <laughs> I'm thinking, listen, kid, you don't know. You just don't know how many fights I've had or you don't know how serious this is. I didn't say out, I just picked my bag up, went, no worries, pal. Off I trotted. Went in my changing room. I didn't tell Glenn that way. He said, if I'm not causing any shit for no yeah. reason. So then I'm thinking, all the time I'm thinking, do you know what? This is only a four-round fight, this. I'm not daft. I'm putting it on you straight away from the first bell. So anyway, we get to him. First bell goes, I've Fires out like I've never fired out for a long time. Uh, straight in, slips his jab, two left uppercuts, bang, bang, and I'm all over him. I did not let him breathe once. He must have been thinking, oh my God, I wish I didn't say that to him now. And I well, all he shouldn't have anyway in first place, yeah, should he? Yeah, disrespectful little punk. Anyway, so I'm all over him, I'm smashing him all over, just 
just winning fight. My, my right eye comes up a bit because, I don't know, it just does. He's, he's hit me a few right hands. Lynn says, listen, you better watch that because it's getting more and more sure. I'm going, all right, all right, yeah, we're, we're on, whatever. Because uh, Wink's fight, happy days, picks a win up. And then I remember seeing an interview on, post-fight interview on in, on internet after, and it's Alex Batvenko, and he says, I didn't want to take this fight. He says, I never wanted to take this fight. I did not want to see Carl Wilde stood there, but I had to get him a fighter, and this is what happened. He says, he's boxed the who's who of the light heavyweight division. He says, not who I wanted this kid to be boxing mm. at this stage of his career. He says, you know, he's good. And I just thought, you know what? I can take away from that. I know, you know what I mean? I was getting credit even though it was his own coach having to give him, you know what I mean? I mean, that were only his third fight, Ellison, as well. You yeah, know. when so, he, were, he were like, sum up, he was supposed to be all this, this, that, and other, and that, but you were Larry. You know? Yeah. If, maybe if he hadn't come in and said that to me, I might not have been as fired up. Maybe it might not have gone that way, I don't know. But uh, I always took every fight seriously, but because he'd said that, I thought, it's four rounds. Needle. I am so fit, I can blast through four rounds, no problem, especially with some young kid. So that with that. And then I had a fight in Edinburgh. Tommy Philbin. Mm. Uh, it, didn't, it, didn't, it didn't go well. This, uh, it, I was on me. I was getting close to end. I knew it. I could feel it in my bones, my body. I was aching. I was getting old. I was struggling with weight. I struggled like mad for that fight. I didn't tell Glenn Clinton that still this, still don't know this now. He'll, he'll know after years this. But I'd spewed up night before in, in, right. in the hotel. Just because I'd not ate for that long, I took myself off for an Andos, standard boxer thing. Mm-hmm. Ate that much. My body couldn't take it. I, Spewing, crapping everywhere. It, it was right bad, right bad. Anyway, he gets it ring, telling him I feel great, and that he comes out, just walks straight through me. There were mm-hmm. no, I, I was just, I was just a shadow. I felt nothing terrible. there, nothing there at all. And I, I think I kind of knew it were over then. But for the career that I'd had, I didn't want to go out in that fashion. Yeah, I didn't want to be remembered for the kid who got blasted away by some Scottish, you know, whatever is I couldn't even remember his name, Philbin. I didn't want to be remembered for that. No disrespect to him, but I just thought I'm better than that. Yeah. You know, I'd, I'd gone off a, a, an unbelievable performance in Manchester against Ellison. Yeah. A terrible performance in Scotland. And I thought, I don't want to end like this. So one last go, here we go. Cruiserweight, let's have it. Josh Paul. Mm-hmm. Not, not big name, not really much, but he was knocking about at that time. He was doing all right. Respectful guy, nice guy. Fight got made. Cruiserweight area title. I thought, this is it. Two weight, two time area champion. Oh, I can yeah. Do this. I'm all over it. I, I want this. This is what I want. But the camp were hard, harder than usual because I think I'd already made my mind up in the back of my head that I'd done. Yeah. I, I were retiring no matter yeah. what. But if I'd have won, lost, drawn, whatever, broke me hand, that was me done after this fight and I knew it. But I wanted to go out on my shield. I wanted to really give it some. So I trained hard, Gavin me saying, really, really pushed myself as hard as I could. It were harder than usual because. My heart weren't as much in it as what it were before. All I'm bothered about is performing good. Anyway, I sells a few tickets, gets it sorted. Um, a young Tommy Frank. We're on my undercard. Ah, Tommy yeah. Frank, ah. Yeah, best undercard he'll ever be on, I'll tell you that. Yeah, I bet it is. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, young Tommy Frank, we're on. He picked up his win. Standard, you know, he's a good fighter. Mm-hmm. So, I get seen. And I just thought, there's no way I'm, I'm not leaving here before round 10. I'm, I'm just, this kid's tall. And I just thought, I'm just gonna have a, I'm just gonna have a massive ding dong war. I'd already made my mind up. Glenn's going box, box, box. I'd already made my mind up. I'm going out. I'm going out massive. I'm going out big. Mm-hmm. I just went out swinging for him. Oaks. I just threw everything at him. He took it all. He, 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 I know I hurt him a lot. I know I did. But he won. 
halfway through fight, we got separated and I got some idiot in crowd shouting, oh, beat him up, just look at him, he's just a fat knob. I remember staring into the crowd trying to find this kid, so I'm thinking, if I find you, I'm going to get you after this, I'll tell you that now. And I, mm, I, just, yeah. I don't want to hear that, I don't no, want to hear it. You no, know what no, I mean? I've had a, boxing fans, are they? I've had a long, hard career. This is my last hurrah. I don't want to hear that coming out of your mouth at me. I don't want to hear it. So anyway, we had fight, we had a cuddle after, he won't fight, and then I remember getting out of the ring, walking to the changing room, and and just just bursting out in tears. Yeah. That was it. Yeah. Done. Glyn come over. I said, Glyn, that's it. He started crying. I started crying. I cried more. He cried more. I'm thinking, oh, we, you know what? Boxing people are probably one of the most emotional people yeah. you'll ever meet. I don't know if it's pent-up emotion or whether, just whatever. We're very emotional. Anyway, rolled my eyes out, he rolled his out, and then, then that was it. That, that were, that were the, the end of my, uh, my boxing career, 2006 to 2017. 11 long, brutal years in a brutal sport. That's where I'm the amateur side of it. Yeah. And I should say something, mate. You should be very proud of that record. And, yeah. You know, if you've had a few home fights, mate, I will think that record will be looking a lot better as well, mate. Various times I've been, like I said, when I was going through my box, I could look through it and I thought, you know what? A lot of these fights could have been flipped on the red. Yeah. And I could have been that kid boxing for, you know, your British and your whatever and your intercontinental, all these, whatever they bring out these days. Well, I'm just proud of what I did and I'm proud that people were proud of what I did and had respect for what I did and called me the gatekeeper or, you know, right, as opposed to your journeymans and all this stuff. And, you know, I would, I fitted, I'm not the best fighter out of Sheffield, but I'm by no means the worst to ever come out of Sheffield. Most boxing fans will know who you are, mate. Yeah, but if, you, if you're in touch with boxing and you know your small old show or even, you know, your undercard fighters and that, you, I think the majority will know who I was or who I am or what I did and what I achieved and be quite good, really, yeah. yeah. And you're very proud of that, mate, and I think we have to leave it there, don't we? I think so. Thank brilliant. you very much for Thank coming, Carl. Thanks for your time, I appreciate it. Top Thank man. Thank you very much, boys. All the best. Thank you. The Journeyman Cape is produced by James Proud. Music by Ryan Carrier. Special thanks to Rhythm Inc. Studios for hosting. All views expressed are of the guests only. The Journeyman Cave and host bear no responsibility for any opinions given. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter at The Journeyman Cave.